Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is 5 o'clock on this big football Friday. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's, try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, it's wild card weekend. We're not involved unless you're Evan being a fraud cowboy fan. But I figured to look back on the fond days and give you New York's five best wild card weekend moments. Oh, nice. All right, here we go. Number five. Giants 31, Vikings 24, 2022 wild card round. That was recent. I think this fits. It feels like a long time ago, but it was just a short year ago the Giants stunned all of us by making the playoffs and then knocking off the Vikings. Yeah, that was the... That was the... uh, You're playing without money, right? Right. It was already... Well, this is why I count this one. Because what softened the blow for this giant year? Having last year, right? The Giants and Jets combined for the worst win-loss record in the NFL for the five years prior to last season. Well, so to get a playoff win suddenly out of nowhere, I mean, that was sweetless. Well, I take that one. And you hit on it. We don't get a lot of them. So when you're really, really thirsty in the Sahara Desert, any gulp of water feels amazing. And for New York football, which has been down for so long, especially the Jets, but yes, the Giants too, getting that victory yeah. was different and unique. Yeah, and by the way, as I went to do this list, you realize how many bad losses have happened on wildcard yeah. weekend around Don't here. Don't tell Tiki about that. Yeah, he knows. Right. Number four. Giants 24, Bucks 14, 2007 wildcard round. Mm. Yeah, Jeff Garcia was the quarterback of the Buccaneers. Right? And a perfect, Evan. Like, you're reading my script. And why was that so sweet beating Jeff Garcia? Uh, because he was on the Eagles a year earlier? No. no. Was he was the Eagles quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers in 2002. That's right. Didn't, was, you, didn't you face him in the playoffs, too, as an Eagle quarterback? I'm pretty sure we did. I forget the year. I think it was actually your last game. Yeah, I think it was, Steve. Jeff Garcia was yes. on the Eagles quarterback in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm telling you, the Giants yeah. faced Jeff Garcia three times yep. in the postseason on three different sure teams. Why don't I remember that? I, I remember Brian Westbrook like not being able to stop him on the last drive, and they kicked the game-winning field goal. It was my last game of my career. Yeah, but. I think Garcia was the quarterback for the Eagles in that huh. game. You I'm might, confirming be, you might right. be right. I know he played the Giants in the postseason. I'm trying to remember the year. So if that's uh, the case, then they finally got Jeff Garcia, who on a third different team was playing. In yes, the 2006. Bam. So think about this. Jeff Garcia started six postseason games in his NFL career with three teams. Three of the six games occurred against the New York Giants. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. All right. Number three. Jets 24, Bengals 14. Oh, yeah. The 2009 wild card round. And this is what I was getting to earlier. A week after closing out Giant Stadium in frigid contempt That's temperatures. Right. That's right. The Bengals, who wanted no part of that game the week before, got a taste of the old ground and pound, and the Jets 
win that game. Now, do you remember what player right before the game could not partake in that game due to a health issue? Do you remember who that was? Mm. No. I don't. Steve Weatherford, the punter for the what? New York Jets. Yeah. So who who punted? Jay Feely did both, if Get memory out. serves. Correct. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. that either. Yeah, I think Steve told me he was – I met Steve a few times. Very nice guy. I think he's still pissed at Francesa because I think Mike was, like, taking shots. I'm like, oh, can you, can you punt here? Wow. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that's an all-time bad wild card Saturday for Giant fans. The Jets win, and then they follow up by watching the Eagles play the Cowboys that night. That's right. That's a tough one. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Giants 24, Falcons 2, wild card week in 2011 remains to this day the one and only playoff win for either team at MetLife Stadium. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And your boy was quarterback and Tiki, your guy, your buddy, your Matt pal. Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matthew Aloysius Johnson Ryan. Now, I will say this game is also proof that no matter how big and sterile all these stadiums feel, when there is a big moment, as we've seen at City Field and Yankee Stadium, the newer buildings can still rock. I was in the building, upper deck, as Hakeem Nix is running across with a 50-plus yard touchdown, does the dirty bird in the end zone. The floor of MetLife shook for, I think, the only time it's ever shook. <laughs> What's really amazing is thinking that that is the only playoff game in MetLife Stadium. Wow, that's Sad. nuts. This is a stadium. This dump has been around <laughs> what for was so long. First, that was the first year? Second year. Second year. 2010 was the first year. Because right. Jets closed down Giants Stadium, right. which is still so weird to me that the Jets who never felt like it was their home, never felt comfortable there, and they closed it down with a win-and-go-in playoff game. And they won. Like, they put the exclamation point on a stadium that wasn't even theirs. It's it's so sad. Just get us home playoff games. <laughs> Number one. Proof I'm not a Jet hater. Go ahead. It's Jets 41, Colts nothing. Yeah, that was fun. The last Jets playoff home game. Peyton freaking Manning gets shut out 41 nothing by the Jets. That was a party. Like, there are games in sports in which you know five minutes in, it's over. Yeah. The Mets winning the pennant in 2000, your game against the Vikings in 2000. Right. Like, there are games. Same score, by the way. Right. <laughs> and we knew in the first series it was over. Done. And so the stadium becomes a party. Yeah. Shea Stadium in 2000 with that game against the Cardinals. Giant Stadium with the Giants against the Vikings. And Giant Stadium with the Jets and the Colts. Those three games. Were you there? For which one? The the I was not the, at the Jet one, Jet no. One, no. no. No, I wish I was. Watching it at home. <laughs> no, I was, I, I was living in Maryland at the time. Oh, that's right. That was my that's time so long being, ago. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah. I'm living in freaking Maryland watching them from like a million, what felt like a million miles away. But... Good job making that number one. Now, I will tell you. That's just, a class act by you. Uh, on that, with number one, just a little fun NFL history here's on Wild Card Weekend. In my opinion, that Jet Colt game kicked off what I think is the craziest Wild Card Weekend in NFL history. Do you remember the other three games? And so we're talking about 2002. Yep. So we're talking about... Jets, uh, Colts starts it. It's the Saturday early game. I don't think 41 I do remember, no. Yeah. That well, night... I mean, the our game... Giants and Jets. Oh, that's right. The Giant Niner game. The Giant Niner game. So think about the Jets start the weekend. Giants Niners closes the weekend. We lost the division, right? So we we had to have lost. You did because the Giants won four games in a row to end the regular. They were six and six. Get in the playoffs. Go to San Francisco. Have the collapse. That ends the weekend. The middle two games. That night after the Jets win 41 nothing, Mike Vick beats the Packers, the first ever playoff loss at right. Lambeau Field. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Then to start Sunday before the Giant Niner game, you get Kelly Holcomb versus Tommy Maddox, a Brown Steelers game in which Tommy Maddox rallies the Steelers back late from a 17 point deficit to win 36 33. 
unbelievably wild weekend. Last time we saw the Jets play a home game mm. happens on that weekend. And what I remember at this radio station was that it was all Giants. Because think about what had happened, obviously, you know, yeah. with the controversy around it, everyone arguing about rules. Right. Yeah. That, and so the Jet win became such an afterthought. Right. Right. And day earlier didn't help. It was a non-existent Jet playoff win. Like, if you were there, you enjoyed it. It was a massive play. It was right? a massive win. But, dude, it was a non-story around here. I mean, you can imagine. Just put ourselves in that scenario. But thinking back. What was your regular season like that year? Oh, my God. So the Jets went into the final game of the season playing a game against the Green Bay Packers in which we didn't think they could win the division. But the Patriots were playing the Dolphins. And the Patriots actually won the game against Miami and set it up for the Jets to win the AFC East. So the Jets won the division at 9-7, and seven, <laughs> and it came in such shocking fashion on that final week of the year. And Beningos told me this story, because he was at that last game, that there were Jet fans leaving the stadium upset. And you would say, why? They won the division. Like, such a rare occurrence. You want to know why they were upset? Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in a as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? They didn't pay their playoff bill thinking there was no shot to be a home playoff game. <laughs> wow. Oh, Joe has told me that. Yeah, the yeah. Jet fans, because he's all excited, obviously. You know, we won the division. And some of his friends were like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. We got a whole – I didn't put the bill in for the tickets. And they started one and four, too. Yeah. yeah. And then it was the, a miraculous division. And you time. had the early bye week, and then you just cruised. But going into that last week, we did not think we'd win the division. We needed divisional help from the New England Patriots. And, did you, and did you believe because no. you lost to the Raiders earlier? I'm just looking at the record now. Yeah, yeah. You lost to the Raiders to make yourself 6-6. Six and six. You had the Raiders again in the divisional round. Yes. And you got beat up. Yeah. No. Now, Tiki... Do you have any memory of that 2002 game and how much? How much does Tiki know about Tiki? I mean, I think I did all right. Well, the story I remember you saying to me and to everybody is that your agent texted you like, congratulations at halftime. Oh, yeah, because the Buccaneers had the bye, and so they were hosting the next week Mm -hmm. whoever whoever came out of our game, the 49ers-Giants game. Whoever came out of that game was going to Tampa. Gotcha. And Mark Lebselter, who's also Sean's agent, Mm -hmm. texted us at 
and me at the, at halftime. It's like it's gonna be awesome. You're gonna be facing your brother in divisional oh, round. How could you do that? And I didn't obviously see it until after the game, and I still give him crap about 150 it. yards rushing, 62 yards receiving, and a tutty. Yeah. Wow. What a game. Do you remember that? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Did you also throw any ice at fans? I no. Think? How much not. does Tiki I know about Tiki? There you go. I appreciate I did, your list. I did though, well sure. in most of my playoff games. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. All right. That's good, good job, Sean. I made the Jet Wild Card win number one. I respect the hell out of that. By the way, we'll get back to your calls on these bad weather games and obviously a big Super Wild Card weekend. One of the uh, interesting storylines over the weekend is that the Detroit Lions are hosting a playoff game for the first time in 30 years. They're actually the only team in the NFL that has never won on Wild Card weekend. That is a true story, wow. which is unbelievable. How is that possible? They have never won on Wild Card Weekend. They are 0-9. When they got to the championship game, they actually had a bye. She never played on Wild Card Weekend yeah. back in the early 90s. But what's unique about this besides that is Matthew Stafford, who is like a Detroit legend for everything he did there, is returning back to Detroit for the first time ever. He has not played back in Detroit since the Lions agreed to trade him to the Rams. Now, obviously, Jared Goff has major motivation. He's facing the team that basically dumped his ass in Sean McVay and the Rams. So there's certainly an angle to that, too. But Matthew Stafford's returning to Detroit. And he's so beloved there, Tiki, that when the Rams won the Super Bowl two years ago, Lions fans were celebrating it as if they won, too. Yeah. It's like they took they claimed some ownership of it because of Matthew Stafford. Crazy. And I, I kind of get that because he's beloved there, right? And they didn't want to move on from him. It just kind of felt like... The team's not going anywhere. You got a new head coach. Matt Stafford's getting near the end, even though he was only 33. Right. It's not like he was 40. We were talking about with Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. He's 33. Mm-hmm. And they were thinking, eh, he probably doesn't have that many more years left. Let's go get some good assets for him. And they did. And they did, obviously. It's, it is the ultimate win-win trade. We talked about win-win trades a few days ago. 100%. It's the ultimate win-win, and you have Jared Goff, and obviously his Angle would be more anger. Stafford would be more, I love Detroit. Thank you for uh, the time there, and thank you for listening to when I said I'd like to be traded, and you traded me. So I was thinking, all right, what's the New York comparison of something like this? And I tried to give you one recently about Piazza, but that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it also can't happen anymore because Piazza did come back as a Padre before they ever made played in the postseason. They didn't play in the postseason that year. They almost did. So what would be a current comparison? And I got it. <laughs> I've nailed it, and it could happen. Next October, the New York Mets go on a Miracle World Series run. And so here, it can't happen. Shut <laughs> up over there. Diamondbacks just did it. And guess who comes to town for the first time ever for an emotional hello? Jacob DeGrom. Mm. And he starts game one of the World Series. Mets Rangers, DeGrom's return. He didn't come back. Remember, last year, he was hurt. He didn't show up. There was no tribute video. So what happens? Like, do they play a tribute video before game one of the World Series? Or do we just say, dude, you're the enemy? No cheering, no clapping. Like, I clap for DeGrom in his first start back. But I got to admit, Tiki, if it's the World Series... I don't know. Is he going to be the game one starter is the question. Oh, forget that. Let's say he is. Which thought shares again? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Okay, game two. You stole my thought, Sean. That's exactly what I was thinking. You guys call, that be Scherzer? You guys call me trolls. I mean, how do we react? And by the way, do you admit that that's a good comparison? You, you give him the love and platitudes he deserves. I don't know if I do. Yeah, you do. And I'm a Jake guy. Yes, you do. Man. 
It's the World Series. Half baked. <laughs> you in here for some marijuana? You yes. Here for some marijuana? See, you get an blank, blank. Jeez, you get Bantiki. You get a semi out here, Evan, in this scenario. What's that? In that the World Series, they do all the pregame introductions up to the line, tip the cap. You will get that moment to cheer him, but the moment he's introduced to the mound, then the booze come in. Well, that's where the caveat to all this, because along- no, he's asking if you do a video like. While before the introductions, are you doing some tribute video? I'm asking both. Like, do I give him the tribute video, and then am I cheering him? Now, Tom Seaver, believe it or not, a lot of people don't even remember this, was on the Red Sox in 86. Think about that. Mm. And Tom's, yeah, these guys are looking at me like I'm nuts. George Thomas Seaver, the greatest man in the history of the franchise, was on the Boston Red Sox. He did not make the World Series roster. I've asked my dad, like, was he introduced? And I think he was, and he got a standing ovation because he's Tom Seaver. Yeah, and he's not going to hurt you because he's not on the roster. Bingo. He did not pitch. <laughs> now, here's what I don't remember. I honestly, and I can't believe I don't remember this, was Doc Gooden introduced in 2000. He wasn't on the World Series roster in 2000, but was he introduced? And I do not remember. I don't know. To be fair, times have changed now, too, where, like, now the assistant masseuse and backup <laughs> chef get introduced. Maybe they weren't introducing the backup players that doesn't. Well, I, I don't. Not I, the backup, you know, the inactive. Yeah, yeah. I just don't remember. But obviously, the, the point to all this wouldn't be just, am I cheering him? He's announced. It's he's pitching. Like, Matthew Stafford's not coming back to back off. He's trying to beat you. He's trying to hand the Lions their 10th consecutive loss in the postseason. So I got no time for that if I'm a Lion fan. I got no time for history and memories. Where and if we, I'm a Met fan, same thing. Yeah, I yeah. am a Met fan if I'm a Met fan. Where are we at with the Matthew Stafford jersey situation? Because the, the, Evan told us this earlier in the week. There's a petition going around that even though you love Matthew Stafford and you most likely, because he was the quarterback there for 12 years or 13 years, whatever it was, and you likely have a Matthew Stafford jersey, don't wear it. Yes. There don't was, wear it. What's been the reaction, I wonder? I, I've heard that most Lion fans are like, yes, we have to take a week off from loving mm. Matthew Stafford because it was a fan group that started this, like ban Matthew Stafford jerseys from Detroit. The and problem is ban makes it sound bad. Right, ban makes it sound like the Lions are doing it. The Lions aren't doing yeah. it. It's fans doing it. And they're right. Like You can't show up to that playoff game in a Matthew Stafford jersey. You can't do that. But you're, it's a Lions jersey. So you're Stop supporting it. the Lions. It's just Stafford. I think actually it's, it's the perfect troll. Like, it's a perfect way to make him think about his time as as a lion, which could distract him from his uh, his job as a, as a ram. You got to put uh, tape over the Stafford and put enemy. That's fine. Right, whatever. It's still a that's Matthew way to Stafford jersey. Well, that's different, though. Like, it's very different than yeah, having... What if it's the only, like, lion's jersey you have? Then you're a fraud lion fan. No, you're not. See, economic only... issues, man. I'm just saying. Right, you're making me feel bad. Exactly, you should. Now, you know what, Tiki? Here's why I'm going to say that doesn't hold weight. If you got 646 bucks to enter that building on sa- on Sunday night, then you have money to buy a, that's a, that's a very good point. Buy a Sam Laporta jersey. <laughs> that's the hottest ticket in Wild Card Weekend. I'd get Jameer Gibbs. That'd yeah. be your guy? Well, of course you. I mean, you're a running back. You're showing loyalty. I appreciate it. I'd actually get a Dan Campbell jersey. Let's a go to... jersey. <laughs> coach jersey. Let's go to Russ and Beth Page. What's up, Russ? Hey, guys, how you doing? What's up, dude? Good. Hey, Tiki, I've been looking to talk to you for a long time. You really changed the Giants' perception of you as a Giants fan over the last couple of years. Thank and you, I got to say, this show is the best show I've heard since Mike and the Mad Dog. 
the way the your whole staff, the four of you, Sean, uh, the way everybody plays off each other, I think it's great. Thank you. That it's is very fearless, kind. aged leadership, Russ. Look at that's at, right. At, at forty-eight years old, I'm the oldest man here by a minute. <laughs> it's not even close. Sean is going <laughs> to cut that moment from this show. Oh, are you kidding me? And he is going to play it over and over and over again while he showers this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually all games on mute. That game's just going to go on. Uh, that calls on replay <laughs> just over and over nice. again. Let's go to Rich in Louisville. What's up, Rich? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, real quick. Um, the, the whole Wink Dable thing, uh, the thing that I can't get out of my head is the first game of the season. Uh, you know, Wink had all summer to prepare for that game. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, that's not a good look. But that's not why I was calling. Um, I grew up in Connecticut, but I went to school, college in upstate New York, talking about the weather. Now, it looks like, and I'm no meteorologist, but it looks like the temperature is going to be like minus 6 or minus 9, and that's fine. But uh, when I went up to school, the the temperature was minus 20 for like three weeks. As far as protecting yourself, you can't breathe that cold. It burns. Mm. Yeah, it hurts. You got to cut. Yeah, it hurts. You got to cover your nose and your mouth. And somebody brought up, I guess, KC's allowing cardboard in. Yes. You know, my my dad and my uncle had season tickets for the Giants forever. We went to the Meadowlands for that NFC Championship game. We brought in cardboard boxes to put our feet in. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what we were talking about, right? It just, yeah, it, it, yeah. just get, it keeps your feet off the cold concrete. I never would have known that. Just, and, a, just a tiny bit of insulation. Just as in a defense, real quick, Wink Martindale. Let's not forget that Dallas Cowboy game, Week One, where they the Giants got destroyed, forty to nothing. The defense only gave up two hundred and sixty-five yards. I agree. It was that on is, the defense. That is, that is that is really low for what the Cowboys have done subsequently this yep. season to other teams, including the Giants in the second time around. But still, in that game, the Giants' defense played extraordinarily well. I agree. When I think back to that game, without like getting into every single minutia and detail, here's just what jumps to my mind. Bl- excuse me. Blocked field goal. <laughs> Sorry, I was about to burp. I blocked it. I'm trying to be, uh, you know, I'm not going to burp on the air. The only one who can get away with that is the great Howard Stern. Yes. Okay? Uh, I ain't him. I try sometimes when he interviews because he's the best at it, but mm-hmm. I'm on Howard Stern. Anyhow, what that was I saying? Oh, yeah. Blocked field goal, inept offense. That's what I think of. Right. I think of the fact that the offense couldn't do anything, and on the opening drive, the one drive where they did do something, it ended with a blocked field goal that turned the entire game around. And so I don't even think of, like, the giant defense. Now, in the second Cowboy game, I do think of the giant defense because they gave up 1,000 yards. It was close. 1,001. <laughs> 1,001. <laughs> By the way, Sauce Gardner's going at it with Asante Samuel's dad. Well, Asante Samuel Sr. and Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, we think of both Asante Samuels. Is this about the all-pro team? Yeah. Asante Samuel Sr. tweets out, We need to create standards. DB should have at least one interception be considered for all-pro and pro bowls. Hmm. And Sauce is not happy because, as you know, Sauce does not have any interceptions. No. Because why would you challenge the great Sauce Gardner? <laughs> so he wrote, oh, is that right? And then one, two, three, six, 75 laughing, crying emojis. Yeah, but they've gone back and forth before. It is what it is. And Sauce is right. 
I mean, he, I mean, if you're a great cornerback, sometimes they don't challenge you. Darrell Revis was the king of that. Darrell Revis has what twenty four career interceptions? Is that what it? It's not. It's not a ton. It's not a ton because they were t- because Revis Island meant we're not challenging Revis Island. Right. I'll and, tell you one interception he had was that Charger game where he played that clip of Joe yesterday. Oh yeah, he had a huge interception in that game. But right. Whatever. So I, honestly, I agree with the pro. The Pro Bowl is a farce. Uh, 29 career interceptions for for Revis, but the Pro Bowl was just—it makes no sense. Buda Baker was the is the Pro Bowl starter for safety in the NFC. Mm-hmm. He has zero stats, you know, that matter. Interceptions, forced fumbles, tackles for loss, all that. None. He's the Pro Bowler. Ant- Antoine Winfield, who just made the All Pro team, was not even a Pro Bowler. Mm. The Pro Bowl makes no sense. It's because it's partly fan voting. It's partly popularity pl- contest, player voting. Right. So it's like, oh, you haven't earned it. Forget earning it. Did you ball this year? Right. And the answer, if it's yes, you should make the Pro Bowl. That's it. But too many times you get snubbed. Quincy Williams is a he's, he was an All Pro. Yeah, All Pro Quincy first team. Quincy Williams didn't make the Pro Bowl. Well, that just shows. You. How is that possible? Now you're right. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Pro Bowl's a joke. They don't even play the game anymore, right? No, then they get they rid don't. of the game. They do, they do not like play a flag the game. football competition. Tug of war, water balloons, <laughs> next to Lawrence farts in someone's no, face. No, honestly, it is. A, it is a joke. <laughs> what, what they've made the Pro Bowl, what it's become, it is a joke. It yeah. makes no sense. And it has zero weight any longer, except for it shows up on your reference page, and people will point to it and say, "Oh, you went to five Pro Bowls. You're yeah. a Hall of Famer." Yeah. Uh-huh. Be careful how you how you evaluate. That. No, you're right, but I was going to say that's like the one thing that like kind of scares me about it because it is a joke when you look at it on a year by year basis. Yep. But I find myself doing that too, and I got to be better than that. I'm I'm admitting it. I'm like, oh, how many Pro Bowls? What the hell does that mean? The Pro Bowl means nothing. No, I, I think you're right about that. Tommy's in Massbeth. What's up, Tommy? Tommy, it's me, Evan. What it's up, me and Evan? What's going on? All's good, dude. What's up? How are you? Oh, cheeky big fan, man. Evan, I was having a good day until I heard that you were hopping on the Cowboys fan. So <laughs> I know, not to, right? I'm not down on the list there for me, but that's all right. It's Friday. You know, we're all. Thank you. Take him to task. Make him make make struggle back, to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's it. I'll take a uh, quick story about a bad weather football game. I was there at one of the great uh, Giants games of all time, 2007 NFC Championship. Brett mm-hmm. Favre's last game with the Packer, baby. Oh, you went out? And let me tell you. There's no price on going and sitting in that minus 30 degrees looking at Tom Coughlin's uh, red nose, redder than freaking Santa Claus's red suit. Yeah. And just sitting there and taking it all in and seeing there and standing there in the glory, watching all those cheeseheads just all sad and this, that. But nothing against the cheeseheads, man. They had a great time. They were... Yeah, <laughs> no, they, no, they just. I'm just talking. Did you feel the cold? I'm still picking. I'm picking the icicles still out of my nose from that game. <laughs> right. and, did you feel the cold, Tommy? Did I feel the cold? Yes. I did. Uh, I felt it through my, the four jackets I was wearing. That's sure. <laughs> but you and didn't not, mind. Not it. much you could do when it's minus thirty. Right, but man. When the Giants won that game, Lawrence Times actually freaking made one of those uh, wins now, one of those field goals. For, I'll tell you, man. Tommy, that's a legendary story, and that's why you go to a game like that. And that game, for the record, going to Pro Football Reference, negative one was the temperature. Wow. The wind chill was negative twenty three. So you're talking about a game that I think is equivalent to what we're talking about with this Chief Dolphin game. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. Minus 30, minus 23, Tweedledee, Tweedledum, Rondé Tiki, the whole thing. That's an NFC championship game that's legendary. Yeah. It's legendary if you're a Giant fan. It's sad legendary if you're a Packer fan, but it is the but- last game of Brett Favre. And As a Packer. And, and, and he threw an interception on his last, <laughs> to Corey last throw to Corey yeah. Webster. Damn right. But I think what the point you're making is that we remember that game 
even non-giant fans will remember that game because weather was a character. 100%. 100%. Like you can't, and he said it. Tommy said it. You can't forget the look on Tom's face. The right, the the the, the red of his face. They showed it on TV like every other snap, and it was just kind of like, dude, his face is gonna freeze off. But the weather was a character, and when the weather's a character and the game is great, you remember it forever. In 1967, there was a football game between the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. You may know of it as the Ice Bowl. Mm-hmm. The character of the game is the weather. Yeah, no, to back up your point. Like, that's the game. The game is the weather. And so, if I had a chance to go to a classic weather game, which we may have two of this weekend, you're damn right. I'll give you another one where the weather is the game. Besides a terrible call by an official, the tuck rule game. Yeah. I mean, a driving yeah. snowstorm, the Raiders against the Patriots. And and I do think that the rule is I, what we most I remember. Still, I still kind of don't understand that rule. <laughs> The tuck rule, like if you're tucking, it's, if you're not intending to throw and you're pulling it down and it's it's incomplete, if it comes out of your hand, but if you actually get it, you know, tucked again, it's it's actually a fumble. Like it's it's such a weird, I, messed up rule. I can't you already you just, know. I can't believe you just said that because I rewatched that documentary with him and Woodson not that long ago, right. and I ended up turning off the documentary going. Wait a minute. I still don't understand I'm the still role. confused. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think I'm more confused now than I was that night. Right. And you know what? We never see it. It never. was like this massive upheaval over, did Tom Brady fumble or was it an incomplete pass? We never see that issue. You ne- oh, the tuck rule says that this is an incomplete pass. Uh, uh, third down. Right? You never, you never <laughs> right. hear that any longer. You never hear it. That is a legendary game. It is. In legendary weather with a legendary call that none of us fully understand. <laughs> I also have a theory, and we'll see if this turns out to be true, specifically about the Chief game in negative 30 degrees. Referees are lazy, and they want to get off the field. Mm. They will not call penalties. You will see a football game that will feature... I'm going to say under a combined six penalties. Even with the Chiefs who get all the calls? Yes. I love Mm. this theory. Do you agree with it? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're standing there not really running, of course you want to get out of there. It's hard hard not to think that officiating can be manipulated. Not saying it is, but last weekend, which was the last week of the regular season, you guys said something to me that I didn't realize it. I knew my game went fast. Every game went fast in the one o'clock window. Every game was under three hours. Mm-hmm. Every game. Yep. How is that possible that every game, and there were a lot of them, they're like, what, eight or seven? I think it was seven. No, six, and then there were seven. Six four and four. seven on the back end, whatever it is. They all were under three hours. Yeah. And that never happened. I know. So it just so happened when all those networks wanted to make sure we got there in time for the kickoff of the other game. I, I don't right. think this is about a conspiracy or anything. I think it is literally human nature. Damian Woody said something on TV the other day, and I didn't hear the full context of it, but he basically said, sometimes it's so cold, you don't even care who wins or loses, you just want to get out. You know, <laughs> I want the game to end. And I paraphrased that into saying, well, the officials really agree with that. They don't give a crap. They want to get the hell out of there. I mean, it's cold, and they're standing there. They don't get a chance to go on the bench like you soft NFL players do and get heated up and warmed up. They're just standing there. So trust me, that's my one. Well, we have a lot of predictions, and we'll make them coming up in a few minutes on all these games. But there will be very few penalties in the Dolphin Chief game. We will make our picks coming up in just a few minutes. There's this viral video of a Duke baseball player naming every World Series winner back to back to back to back to back to back from the beginning. 
And the geek in me was so like, oh, my God, even I can't do that. <laughs> I can go back to, like, 1950. I think I can name every World Series winner since 1950. And a part of the reason why I know I'm able to do it is one of the things I put my son to sleep with, uh-huh. my youngest, is naming every World Series winner. We call it the World Series game. And then the other thing I can name off the top of my head is every president. I think you knew that. We call that yes. the president's game. Yes. But the obscure thing that I can name from the beginning but maybe the one I'm most proud of, more so than knowing every World Series winner or every president, as I can name you every WrestleMania main event. I'm a loser. You are a loser. I am, and I've, I've worked this muscle out, not by studying it, but by doing it to Spence when he goes to sleep. WrestleMania 1, Hogan and Mr. T against Paul Arndorff and Roddy Piper. WrestleMania 2, King Kong Bundy against Hulk Hogan. I'm a loser. And I did it with my oldest son, too. Uh-huh. Jet loved it as a kid. Why was WrestleMania 1? Why did they do a gimmick for WrestleMania 1? So WrestleMania was about, like, celebrity and pop and circumstance. So Mr. T was a huge celebrity at the time. Of course. And A-T. so that's why they did it. It was the only WrestleMania that didn't feature, you know, featured yeah. a tag team match as the main event. Right. Did and you I'm guys not ever watch the A-team? No. The original A-team? I don't think so. I know of it, but I didn't watch B. it. B.A. Baracus. Face. Right? I love that show. It's a big <laughs> subject of Ted, which me and Evan have started with. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, we love Ted. Oh, nice. I got I to gotta get into but, it. And Ted loves the A-team. Peacock just put Ted out because Peacock is trying to get people to get the NFL game but then stick, stick around. The one thing I was, I don't know if I love, is that Peacock releases Ted, but they released a whole season. So they're not making you wait. Like, but you I wanna... prefer that because I you? hate waiting. I hate the wait when you know these new series come out and it's like every Wednesday at one o'clock, you know, catch the next episode of I don't know Obi Wan. Yeah, but the problem Disney. But the <laughs> problem is Sean could binge it this entire weekend, and you may not have even started yet. And now you got people that have seen everything. But just don't don't pay attention. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, you, like, you don't want the spoilers. You're saying it because of the spoilers. Kind of, yeah. yeah but, like, I mean, just don't pay attention. It, it's also not like a crime Dude. drama series where you're going to reveal anything. It's right. basically it's sitcom. stick comedy. You, yeah. can, you can, in the world that we live in, you can videotape a Mets game regardless of the, what the level of interest in it is, is and not find out about it that's until true. you watch it. That's right. And now you're games. worried about, like, Ted? Because that's days and weeks at a time of Met games a couple of hours. Nerd alert! <laughs> By the way, speaking of nerd alerts, if I said the most impressive geeky thing I do is name every WrestleMania, mm-hmm. what would be your most impressive geeky skill that you have in naming think I things? Have the, I mean, I can program in C++. It's not, not important anymore. I don't even know what that means. I mean, honestly, I was like, okay, you can program I can, C++. I can, po- po- I can, Sounds like my I can, science grades from high school. I can program in HTML, which is the website. Oh, that's cool. So I could do a website That's for pretty you. impressive. Yeah, that's kind of geeky. How about you, Sean? Can you name, like, every Stanley Cup winner since 1920? No, but I could probably rank one through ten the best fast food burgers that exist in America. <laughs> that's an opinion, though. <laughs> Ranking them. Well, at least I know the, the the lead burger on every menu. Now, Ray Martel, who works here, works for the company, used to be at WFN for a very long time, but Ray Martel, who runs the Mets, can tell you where every... He doesn't run the Mets. Not Steve Cohen. <laughs> I meant the runs Mets, the Mets for, the, for, the, for the radio. Yeah, he runs the radio version <laughs> of the Mets. a producer. Ray Martel can name where every McDonald's is in America. Like, if what? I told him I'm off of I-55 in New not, Mexico... Not actually. No, he can't. How, what? He knows where every McDonald's is. 
Yeah, true story. Are you I, kidding? I, I tested him once. I was like, I'm going to driving through Pittsburgh or something. And he's like, oh, yeah. So there's one right off exit 17, but you don't want to go to that one because there's no uh, drive through lane. Not because he hasn't. Not because he's been to all of them. Yeah, because he's fat and no. he loves McDonald's. But there's no way he's been to every McDonald's in America. You are throwing a mad dose of hyperbole here. No, Ray Martel knows where every McDonald's in America is. because he's a McDonald's connoisseur. Not yes. that he's been so to every he, single one I of mean, them. the only way story. to know where every McDonald's is in America is to study. Do you want to book Ray Martel for like 625 tonight so he can uh, be tested by Tiki? <laughs> i got to talk to Ray off air. <laughs> I love you, Ray. <laughs> Uh, take I'm, your word for it. Yeah, take my word for it. Anyhow, it's that time of day. Our football picks are brought to you by London Menswear brand, Charles Tierwitz. Shop your new favorites at ctshirts.com. By Wendy's, try the new pretzel baconator today. By Elec A25, building our future. And by Surfside Vodka Ice Tea, your sunshine, and I can't ask for it at your local liquor store. Our regular season is complete. We will roll over the postseason into our picks. Those who finish last, and by those I mean last and in third place, both people, According to our boss. No, 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 no. It's last place. It's not third place. Last place and third place has to dress no. up like a clown for an entire week. That's not what the original agreement was. Yeah, last place and third place. No, no, sorry. I talked to Spike. He's the I, boss. No, he's not. I'm the boss. It's what, whoever's in last place. We're not changing it midway because we want to, you know, whatever, make Sean dress like a clown. It's last place. Sorry. Okay, well, Tiki's in last We're place. We're nothing without our integrity. Tiki's in last place at 37 and 49. Who will finish in second and last place? Well... Sean is 41-42-3. and three. Lugie is 44-40-2. And, and I had a dominant regular season. I mean, I I just kicked ass. 53-31-2. and two. Mm. Can, we, can, we talk, can we talk about week 18? What about week 18? I went 3-0. Oh. So did I. Yeah, you did too. Tiki picked the Jets, the Giants, and Tampa. I picked the... Wait a second. You also... I, no, I picked the Patriots. I went two and one. I got to change my record. My apologies. No, I picked the Jets. It's conspiracy. Yeah, no, I did pick you the did. Jets. I, I went three and zero because me and you picked the Jets. You're right. Jets, Giants, and Buffalo for me. You two losers over there had no faith in the Jets. <laughs> oh, what's with the name called? Yeah. Where would I have mustered that up by and, week eighteen? And it was funny for Sean and Lugie is they got all their other games right. We right. actually had a really good week. They just got the Jet game wrong. Uh-huh. Sean got the Giants. Lugie got the Giants. Sean picked Tennessee outright. Right. And won that, and Lugie picked Vegas. So that's where we stand going in a wild card weekend. We will pick all five weekend games. We'll touch the Monday night game on Monday night, and we will start it off with Tiki Barber. All right, let's go with the Browns at the Texans. That line is two and a half right now. Yes. For the home team, this is an interesting one because I love C.J. Stroud. And if I was going to say there was an upset to the line, on the money line this is for this game I would of any of these games I'd say it'd be the Texans because CJ Stroud is so good but the Browns defense is just dominant they have they Joe Flacco can get away with being non-perfect uh you know flinging the ball for 350 yards a game as he was doing because their defense is so good I think they go on the road uh no yeah I got this backwards I think they go on the road and they cover the two and a half the Cleveland Browns are laying two and a half on the road. The Texans are home dogs, but give me the Browns minus two and a half in Houston. The Dolphins and the Chiefs, this is all weather. This is like who can mud the ball the best, right? Who can run in terrible conditions? And Kansas City never loses, but I think this game is going to be tighter than than the four points that the Kansas City Chiefs are laying. So give me the Dolphins on the road to cover the plus four. I like Raheem Mostert greater than Isaiah Pacheco, at least statistically this year. The Bills and the Steelers, or the Steelers visiting the Bills, another crazy 
ridiculous weather game. And because of that weather, I have to go with the Steelers. Mm. The Steelers are a hard-nosed, gritty team. Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches of this generation. And I know the Bills are, are better on paper. But honestly, when you have weather like this, it almost negates the athletic advantage that the Bills would have here. So I like the Steelers. It's just a humongous number. Nine and a half. Give me the Steelers plus nine and a half up in snowy, windy Buffalo. Ball's not going to be tossed around the park for 300 yards per, per passer. So give me the Steelers. The Cowboys hosting the Green Bay Packers. I've already been on record with this, and I think the Cowboys destroy them. Uh, so give me the Cowboys. They just dominate at home. Uh, and the Packers, while good, they're they're not that good. Give How me, about them Cowboys? Give me the Cowboys. I very limited time. Cowboys minus seven at home. And then lastly, the Rams and the Lions. This is all sentimental for me because, look, I, I love a Dan Campbell. I love what he's done down there. Uh, the Rams are one of the hottest teams in football in the end of the regular season. Matt Stafford, it feels like he's rounding into form as the season gets, uh, gets going. And they have a great uh, wide, young wide receiver in Puka Nakua. But don't discount the 4,600-yard passer and Jared Goff. Two elite running backs, David Montgomery, Thunder and Lightning, and Jameer Gibbs, and Laporta, the jersey that Sean Morash wants to own for the Detroit Lions. I like the Lions at home. Uh, I honestly think this one's going to be a push. right? I think the Lions win by a field goal, but give me the Lions uh, minus three at home. Look at that. That was impressive. Tiki went in full detail after he spent the regular season saying, Jets, Giants. Well done, Barber. I do have to alert the audience. Laporte is a questionable leaning to a non-play. All right. Doesn't matter. All right. There's some I agree with, some I disagree with. Let's start with game number one, the Cleveland-Houston game on Saturday afternoon. I think this Joe Flacco story is completely obnoxious. (laughs) I I, got to tell you, I like Joe Flacco in Baltimore. I didn't mind him as a Jet. But it is, they're not here because of Joe Flacco. Okay, let's get that straight. And as for as many touchdowns as he's thrown over the last few weeks, he's also thrown a ton of interceptions. (laughs) They're here because of this Cleveland defense. And I think this Cleveland defense will ride in Houston against a Texan team that's very fortunate to be here, if we're being honest. I thought they were done, especially after what the Jets did to them and C.J. Stroud getting hurt. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. But I trust the team with a little bit more experience. The young upstart gets stymied by the Browns. Give me Cleveland laying the two and a half in game number one. Game number two. I want to make this very clear about what I think is going to happen on Saturday night in negative 30. I think that when you stream Peacock at 8.30, most of America who spent the money to get Peacock. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. I think those of you that spent the money to just get Peacock to watch this football game are going to be disgusted. But go watch Ted. Because you will be watching <laughs> Ted by halftime. <laughs> because I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to absolutely annihilate the Miami Dolphins. And you could tell me, although it's really cold, the receivers are going to draw balls. Okay. The Dolphins are banged up. They've had a ton of big injuries over the last few weeks. And they're not that good. They're frauds. And I think the death of the Kansas City Chiefs has been greatly exaggerated. And I'm embarrassed for some of my fellow media members Mm -hmm. that have buried the Chiefs the way you tried to bury them last year and the year before that. They are going to annihilate the Dolphins. The number's four, four and a half. You can make that number ten. I think the Chiefs are going to remind everybody what the Dolphins are. They complete utter frauds. Give me the Chiefs laying the four. Game number three. I agree with Tiki. 
In fact, I think the Steelers can win this game outright. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. When you get snowy conditions and you make it a mess, that's how the Steelers won the amount of games they won this year. Because they won messy, ugly games. They force turnovers. They don't have great quarterback play. They run the ball. They find a way to beat you even when you get more yards than them. And I think snowy, disgusting conditions kind of lean into that. I would not be surprised if the Steelers win this game outright. In fact, I think I'm going to put some money on it. I'm going to money line the Steelers. So you're giving me nine, nine and a half points? I'll take it. Give me the Steelers in the snow in game number three. Game number four, my Dallas Cowboys. Here's the thing about my newly appointed team. I'm figuring them out. Like, as a member of Cowboy Nation, I'm trying to figure out, like, are they going to give me stress over the weekend? Or are they going to let me put my feet up and relax? And the more I think about it, they're going to give me stress. Like, that's what I am as a fan. So I want to make something very clear to Ozzy and all the Cowboy fans out there. We will win. Keith, we will win this game. I got no worries about that. But I think it's going to get dicey. So give me the Packers getting a seven in this game. It's going to be dicey. It's going to be a little dicey. It's going to be a little nervous. But we will win. We will prevail. And finally on Sunday night, I'm all with you on sentimentality. (laughs) I'm all with you on anger. See, you left that part out. You know who's pissed off about Lions-Rams? You know who's angry about Lions-Rams? You know who's offended on Sunday night? You know who's going to walk onto that field pissed off? I do, but you can tell him. Jared Goff. There he is. Jared Goff was disrespected by the pretty boy Sean McVay. (laughs) And let me make this about Sean. He is too handsome to be a redhead. We are not that handsome. And somehow, he's become oddly handsome. Jared Goff's pissed. Jared Goff was told by Sean McVay, you're not good enough. Let's get the old man who's won nothing. We got to a Super Bowl with you, but screw you. We're going to trade you and picks for that old man who's won nothing in Detroit. Jared Goff is going to walk through that door with 80,000 nutcase Lion fans, and he ain't going to think about some losing streak. He ain't going to think about what the Lions did two years ago. He ain't going to think about a reunion for Matthew Stafford. He's going to think about punching Sean McVay in the face. And while he won't do that physically because he's a class dude, you know how he can do it? He can do it by shoving it down his throat, and he will. Give me the Lions laying the three in the Sunday night cap. This is going to be a blowout. This game's going to be ugly. Goodbye, SNY. So, again, I'm taking Cleveland. I'm taking Kansas City. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I'm taking the Packers, though the Cowboys will win. And I'm taking the Lions to end Sunday night with a bang. Jared Goff style. Wild card weekend. Sean, take it away. All right. Allow me with game number one to throw a couple numbers at you. I'm going to throw seven numbers at you, all right? Mm -hmm. 26, 28, 38, 24, 31, 29. Bingo, bingo, bingo. 36, and 22. Those are all double-digit to high double-digit numbers. You know what those numbers have in common? The amount of points this Browns defense has given up in road games this year. (laughs) That big, bad Browns defense we've heard so much about, they're stingy and awesome at home. On the road, it's been a completely different story. And the 22 is the least amount. That was the Texans with Davis Mills playing that game when C.J. Stroud was hurt. I think the Flacco fairy tale comes to an end. He shouldn't have been sitting that last week. He needed all the reps he could get. We haven't seen Flacco since that Thursday night game, which Evan was still in Disney World for. (laughs) This, the Flacco turns into a pumpkin game. Houston's getting points at home. 
C.J. Stroud continues to become an NFL star. Houston wins the game outright. Game number one. Game number two. Oh, this weather, this weather, this weather. I walked away Sunday night, woke up Monday morning, a little pep in my step, and I said, I am betting the Chiefs in this game no matter what. Something changed. Negative 30 degrees changed. Four and a half is too big a number here. I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the difference. He's going to be like tackling Brandon Jacobs in that Packer-Giant game. But I don't trust Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to help themselves. They're going to try to throw the ball a little bit. And those bad chief receivers that have dropped balls all year are going to be dropping balls that are so hard as rocks in this game. Mm. And I think it's a kicker fest. Chiefs win late on a Butker kick, but the Dolphins cover the spread. Game number three. Look, there's nothing more I could add here. Nine and a half points in a whiteout? No way. The Bills have struggled to run the ball outside of Josh Allen all year. I think Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are going to have a little something here. Wouldn't be shocked in the least if the weather is the reason the Steelers win this game. Nine and a half is too much. Give me Pittsburgh, game number three. Game number four, I can't believe I'm going to say this. You're right, Evan. There is going to be a blowout. It's this game. The Packers and Jordan Love, maybe they have a moment or two in the first quarter, but how about them, boys? (laughs) The Cowboys have been at the quote-unquote crib all year. So damn good. The Packer defense can't slow them down. This has 36-17 written all over it. Give me Dallas to cover. Ugh. Finally, Sunday night. I see what you're doing with golf. You know who else is disrespected? Matt Stafford. You think you're going to win a playoff game without me against me? What are you, nuts? I love Dan Campbell too, Tiki. The problem with Dan Campbell... Sometimes he can't help himself. There is no problem with Dan Campbell. There is going to be a moment or two in this game where Dan Campbell's balls of steel come back to bite him. He's going to bite your kneecaps. <laughs> Goes for it on fourth down from his own 45. Fails. Goes for two when he doesn't have to. Fails. And as a result, Lions going to end up chasing points and points in this game. Stafford's not losing. Give me the Rams to win outright. Game number four. Five. Whatever we Five. Loogie. All right. I've loved the Browns all week. I think Sean brought up some good points there. That makes me pause just a little bit about the defense on the road for Cleveland. Plus, also, I don't know if you guys mentioned this, Cleveland smacked Houston in a game, so there's a little bit of a payback. Two good teams close. It's hard to beat them twice. But I'm going to stick with my gut all week long, and I'm going to lay the two and a half with the Browns. Now, I call the Saturday night game the unlikable bowl because the Dolphins and their fans are scum, quite frankly, and the Kansas City operation is a total pig operation from Taylor Swift down. So I don't really have a team I necessarily want to root for here, but I'm going to take the Dolphins to, like Sean said, cover. It's cold. It's a miserable game. I think the Dolphins find a way to cover the game. Everybody's ruling them out, writing them off. That's usually a spot where a team comes up in a big situation, and at the very least covers. Steelers, I'm with you guys. Too many points. I think the Bills have become the sexy team, the team that everybody thinks is going to run all over everybody in the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl. We've seen them struggle in the playoffs, losing close games. They're a bully team. Tomlin, always better as a dog. He's a dog in this spot, a big one, so I think he'll be able to cover the number. I think the Cowboys absolutely lay it on the Packers. They're begging you to take Green Bay in this game. I think Dallas has a big-time moment. We'll see going forward, but give me Dallas. Minus seven in that spot. And then the night game, I'm with Tiki. Everybody is on the Rams. They're the trendy dog this week. You know what trendy dogs usually have, Teak? Fleas. In this spot, you're going to see it with the... You like that one? Yeah. The Rams have fleas. He's used it already this year. And I did... No, no. I used it last year with you and McMonica. First time I've heard it. Yeah, I used that with C-Mac. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. 
I think the Rams have fleas in the spot. Look, I don't think the Lions should have played their players either. It might cost them Laporter. Is it Josh Reynolds? Someone else might be out for that game too. So, you know what? You could be Monday morning quarterback all you want. I think the Lions with all the – how about the emotion in that building? That starving fan base, it's going to be a wild scene. The Rams have had their moment. I think the Lions, they waited long enough moment. They will win. They will cover. Give me the Lions minus three. Who'd you pick in the Kansas City-Miami game? Miami, I guess. I okay, hate who'd, that you, game. who'd you pick in the uh, Pittsburgh game? Pittsburgh-Buffalo game? Steelers. I wow. think we're across the board on that one. Every one of us picked the Steelers getting the points. Ugh, basically, because of the, basically because of the weather. Well, it's, no, it's also it's won the weather, but nine and a half points for a, a scrappy yeah. playoff team? Yeah. Remember, no T.J. Watt, so they're without their best player. I agree, but I mean, I know he, you know, he 19 and, a, 19 and a half, whatever it is, 19 and a half sacks he had on the season, but they're still very well coached defensively. Yeah. Right? right? They're sound. T.J. Watt is a difference maker, yes, but they're sound defensively. It's just it's just the number of points. No, I get you. Right, if it was five, I'd yeah. probably say. But Bills. you have to admit the weather plays a big. It's role an equalizer, of course. Yeah, fifty degrees and clear. Nine and a half points for a playoff game. It's a lot. By the way, if you guys haven't heard this yet, you know we've played this obnoxious cowboy song once in a while because of my cowboy fandom. Just for the playoffs, it's temporary. I'm not a cowboy fan. It's just the playoffs. Need someone to root for. But there is a song for Joe Flacco that's out there. What? Yeah, there's a Joe Flacco rally theme song that was created by, and I want to give the guy a little bit of credit before we play it, even though we're popping his song, which I'm sure he's happy about, JKCJ on Twitter, who lives in Cleveland. That's the guy who put this song together. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Joe Flacco song. Was sitting on the couch when Deshaun went down. We asked him his name, and in a dark brown voice, he said, Flacco. <laughs> F-L-A, Flacco. He walked up to us and asked if he could play. DTR got hurt, so we said, Okay, Mr. Flacco. Judge Joe Flacco. Judge Joe Flacco. Very nice. Good job by that Jay guy. Is that, is you're going to sing that all weekend, aren't you? Nice, Jay. You're going to sing that? It's going to be in I'm your not, brain. I'm just wondering if he's playing the guitar or if he's just singing. That's what you're thinking about? Yeah. Because <laughs> it was, I mean, the, the guitar was good. It was very good. And now it's melted my brain. What's the original song? Right. I'm, I'm not the a... world's most handsome guy, right? Someone in the audience should help us out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Evan, we, we, we know the beat. We just heard it, Evan. It's definitely a play on an older song, for sure. Which, but I think it's a. It was another spoof song. No, that sounded like a song like from like the Mamas and the Papas, like something way back. <laughs> no, get Beningo on the line. He no. <laughs> knew it immediately. Email turnoff. You've got three playoff streaks on the line this weekend: the Lions nine consecutive losses, the Dolphins five consecutive losses, and they haven't won since two thousand. And how about the Steelers? The Steelers have a losing streak too. They haven't won since 2016. They've lost four consecutive postseason games. And for them, that, like in regular years, 
is like 100 years for the Pittsburgh Steelers fan. It's a very, very interesting weekend in the NFL. I can't wait. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.